0: And welcome back to the uh, Wednesday night edition of the show, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, weekend shows, and, of course, Employment Hour at 30 happens on Global TV and CTV. That is on your weekend mornings, so check those out. Contact uh, for the remainder of this hour up till around 10, too. You know how to call in. You know how to ask your questions. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. And, of course, one That is toll-free as we sit here and get through uh, a variety of topics and emails under the uh, Severance and Employment Banner. Leo, we always start the uh, the show with the week that was. Go, uh, what's going on with you, pal?
1: Well, you know, it's it's uh, Wednesday, uh, the flagship show, and it's Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's middle of the week, but it's been actually a very very busy week so far. I've I've had the uh, the opportunity to speak with a lot of individuals that uh, called me or emailed me, wanting to know more about their legal rights or, or or try to get some help to solve some workplace problems. And you know, if you're you're tuning in for the first time here to the Employment Hour and you're wondering what this is, well, this is a show. This is an opportunity. Uh, where we get to talk to you about workplace rights and employment law and the rights that you have at your job and what your employer's obligations are. So c- take us on, take us up on our uh, offer here. Call us with any questions. Uh, let's talk about that. Let's inform everyone listening right now because these are important topics, and I, I want to have the opportunity to speak to you. But of course, if you you have questions but you don't want to get on air, call me or email me at the office anytime. We'll give you that information uh, throughout the show this evening. And the week there was, as you said, Johnny, a couple situations that I've dealt with just to kind of put things in perspective for everyone listening. So first, Maddo, I'll tell you about, uh, again, dealing with with workplace harassment. I spoke with a gentleman, God, the, the nicest, sweetest guy, very soft-spoken gentleman. Uh, and he'd been working for the same company for quite a few years, probably about, I think it was 15 or 16 years now. And everything was going fine. He had expected to work there until he retired. Well, about a year and a half ago, he got a new boss, and, and this boss, frankly, was a classic bully. Uh, he uh, he believed in, in yelling at people and putting people down, trying to assert his authority and making sure that everyone knows how important and strong and powerful he is, and he created this this really poison and toxic work environment. And this poor gentleman that called me, he just wanted to do his job, but this guy, consistently and regularly was harassing him, was bullying him, was pushing him, uh, and and really created a very uncomfortable work situation. Well, he did the right thing. He went and spoke to HR. But the problem was, because this boss was such a bully, frankly, the HR person, I think, was afraid of him as well. And because of that, because the HR person was afraid of him, she didn't do anything. Uh, So she said, well, I'll look into it, I'll see what I can do, but nothing, nothing was done. And things got so bad, that this gentleman eventually decided, I can't take this anymore and he quit. And and he was upset because he, again, he wanted to retire this company. Ultimately, a few weeks after he quit, he called me. And he said, you know, this has been bothering me. I quit after all these years. I didn't want to, what can I do? Well, here's the thing, John, if you're being harassed, if you're being put in a situation where you can't really fathom anything other than quitting, in the eyes of the law, that's not a resignation. In the eyes of the law, that is a termination. The companies put you in a position where you feel you don't have a choice but to resign. There's this toxic work environment. No one should suffer through that. So because of the fact that in the eyes of the law, this is a termination, he's owed his severance. And he's a senior guy. He's been there for, I think it was close to 16 years. He'd be looking at right around 18 months of pay, 18 months of severance. Even though he quit, even though he said, I can't take this anymore, I'm out of here, The company has to pay him. So I want our listeners to understand you're being harassed. You're being mistreated. You're being put in a toxic, poison work environment. You have options. And one of those options, if you try to fix the problem and you can't, is to get out of there. To get out of there with compensation, with severance, what we call a constructive dismissal. And if you're suffering through that, before you quit, before you do anything, call me, email me. Let's talk, John. And I can
0: certainly help with that. Before we move on to your, your next one here, I want to remind you that the number to get a hold of Lior any time uh, when we're not on the air, one eight five five eight two is help at employmenthour.com as well. What else you got going on?
1: Second situation, funny little story actually. <laughs> I, I got a, a, an email from a gentleman and he had emailed me with a simple situation. He uh, he was let go uh, a few weeks ago and he worked for two years got two weeks pay. The store that he worked closed and didn't think anything of it. But why did he call me? Well, he called me because his employer contacted him and he said, when you were working a few months ago, we overpaid you $50 and we want you to pay us back that $50. And he contacted me wanting to know, well, wait a second, do I have to pay them that 50 bucks back? Uh, and, and you know, if this was all about $50, I probably wouldn't be bringing it up on the radio, but here's what happened. I asked this guy, okay, let's let's forget about the, the $50 for a second, you only got two weeks pay, right? Yeah. Uh, Was there uh, any reason for that? No, they just closed the store. Well, here's the thing. He was owed around three or four months of pay. Wow. So I said, let's forget about $50 here. You're owed another two, three months of payment here. Uh, And and, no, actually three or four months of payment. So uh, I'm actually now helping him get that compensation, that payment. So he was calling me because the company thought he owed them $50 when they owed him a few months of pay. I see this happening all the time. People calling me with issues, not realizing that the real big issue is right under their nose. Uh, and that's again where we do the show. That's where we're here talking about it every uh, every time we're on the air. Because people have entitlements which many times they don't realize. Yeah. So now if you're listening, hey, guess what? Now you know.
0: 416 870 star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That number is toll-free tonight. Give me some details uh, before we move on to... We're gonna, actually, I want to continue our discussion from Monday, and that was reason why people may accept pennies on the dollar when it comes to their severance. I know we'll get some phone calls in that regard as well. But uh, before we move on, give us some details on the severance pay calculator.
1: Well, in this, the week there was, I was talking about the, the gentleman that was owed you know three or yep. four months pay, uh, and, and how could he have known that? Well, well, he could have called me, of course, but the other way you could have known it is simply by going to severancepaycalculator.com. Again severancepaycalculator.com. and it's a tool that anyone and everyone can use. It's a completely free tool that allows you to find out how much severance you owed if you lost your job how do you do that well once you go to severancepaycalculator.com you answer questions you input your age your position and the length of your employment and that's it then you're done then it's going to tell you whether you're owed six months severance 24 months of severance or anything in between and it's free to use it's completely anonymous you don't have to put in your name or the company's name it's simply there for your information so it's valuable it's information that if you don't have you may end up realizing later on when it's too late That you were owed another fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars in severance, and you you didn't do anything about it, and then it's too late. So, if you lost your job, first place you do, you grab your first thing you do, grab your phone, go to severancepaycalculator.com. If you're curious and you think you know how much you're actually owed, trust me, you don't. Check out severancepaycalculator.com.
0: And I know you got to look at the back end of that app, or at least that, uh, that particular program soon, because a few months ago in the spring, you were up to half a million users. And I know we've far eclipsed that number. So it'd be interesting to see how many people up till this summer have used it. Probably close to six, I would imagine, because it's just a wicked tool
1: it is it is really neat to think that an idea that i came up with once you know a few years back to, to help people has been used by well over half a million people so far so yeah. very proud of it and and if you haven't used it you haven't checked it out come on what what are you waiting for check
0: it out so we're going to talk about, or at least where we uh, we got into Monday, and that was the reason why people accept pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance. Uh, we had a lot of calls on Monday, so we'll get to those in a moment, but we did cover, uh, as far as that topic is concerned, uh, people are in shock, that's why they accept, and uh, being pressured by their employer. There's another one. Uh, How about this? They trust the company uh, has given them the appropriate severance because they're the company they should know best, right?
1: Yeah. And a lot of people believe, well, number one, the company must know or they just trust the company. Say, you know, it's a good company. They're sophisticated. If they tell me I'm only owed two weeks pay, they must know. So I'm going to accept it because that's what they're telling me. Well, wait a second. Not so fast. The vast majority of people, well over 90% are offered inadequate, completely inadequate severance. Mm -hmm. So why do companies offer inadequate severance? Well, there's two main reasons. Number one is the company itself may not know or understand or appreciate how much they actually owe the individual. That's number one. The other reason, frankly, is because the company may count on the employee not knowing. The company may count on the fact that the employee is not going to know and appreciate how much they're owed, so they're going to accept less. So because of that, most companies offer a lot less than what they actually owe the individual, sometimes innocently, sometimes not. So you cannot, under any circumstances, take the company's word for it. It is your responsibility, the employee, to make sure you get what you're owed. So you can go to the severance calculator, you can call me, we can talk about it, but do not assume, it doesn't matter how good the company is, how big, how sophisticated, how honest you think that they are. Oftentimes, in most cases, the, that piece of paper, is, as much as you think that the company is being uh, straight up and, and tr- uh, truthful, offers you a lot less than what you wrote. And when you realize that, it's too late. So please, take matters into your own hand, uh, hands, inform yourself, and don't take anyone's word for it.
0: 416 870 star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk That number is uh, toll-free. Clint, good evening. Welcome to the show, pal. How are you?
2: Not bad. How are you guys doing?
0: Good. What's going on with you?
2: Um, I got a question. I listen to your show all the time. Um, Anyways, a friend of mine uh, worked for a company for 13 years. Um, They did some kind of uh, restructuring, which sounds to me like what you guys say is a constructive dismissal. Mm -hmm. Um, They offered her six months, uh, uh, I guess, the pay. uh, and, uh, And I do believe it was full pay.
1: So, so, Clint, uh, how long ago was that, by the way?
2: Um, I just saw her last weekend, and I think it was uh, probably pretty recent. Um, but she did sign something.
1: Ah, well, here's the problem. I mean, obviously I, I would need more details, but what I can tell you is that after 13, uh, 13 years, there's really no situation where six months would be enough. She would probably be looking at easily at the year's pay and potentially more than that. So I, six I, months I knew that already. I knew that yeah. because you listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well the she problem, says. Clint, is is if she in fact signed that offer. So if they say we're gonna offer you six months and she says, Okay, I'm signing and I'm accepting, then guess what? She lost on six months pay and and then I can't help her because she's already accepted it.
2: No, I so understand he, that, yeah. I just phoned in because I saw her last weekend and she told me that and I go, Wait a minute, it sounds like there's something wrong to me.
1: You're absolutely right. Your instincts are correct. Now, you may want to check with her to, to confirm the fact that she did, whether she did sign. If she did not, if there's still any hope, have her call me and have her call me right away. Uh because Because she's gotten 50, five, uh, 50 cents on the dollar, which is a terrible situation. But, you know, I'm, I'm concerned having you heard you say that she signed something. Yeah. But, uh, Clint, uh, thanks for the call. And obviously your instincts well, were thank right. Thank you, that, and I'm going to give her a call right now, actually. All right, good. And keep
0: listening. Clint, appreciate that, and appreciate you listening to the show uh, this long as well. You know the number to uh, to give your your friend if they need it. That's one eight five five eight two one. 5,900 to get a hold of your help at employmenthour.com. And of course, it might be a little too late, but anytime she can check out severancepaycalculator.com as well and find out what she is or uh, would have been owed either way. But either way, it's a good tool to check out. We'll get back to more of your phone calls and continue our discussion about the reasons why people accept pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance. There you go. Perfect example. That is all on the way right here on the Employment Hour on Global News Radio. And your phone calls—plenty of room for you to get in. The lines are open: four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Star six forty on your cell. One triple eight two two five. Talk that number is toll free. If you have questions about severance, your employment, your boss, maybe workplace harassment—anything—you're just wondering, just curious—give us a call. We're here to answer your questions till around uh, ten to eight tonight. If you haven't checked it out, again, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance should be. It takes about thirty seconds or less to use. It's anonymous. It's free, and we'll give you information. And you can use that uh, moving forward. Hopefully, you never need to, but if you need to, it's there, and uh, and you can use it. Talking about, though, this hour... Uh, the reasons why people sometimes accept pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance. The next reason is they get huh, incorrect advice, often from our good friends at the Ministry of Labor.
1: Yeah, really more like brothers is what they are. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> not good of friends. No, it's it's not actually something at all to, be ma- to make fun of because it's a very, very unfortunate situation. So, you know, what do a lot of people do when they lose their job? They want to understand if what uh, they've been offered is fine. They want to understand whether the determination is legitimate. So what do they do? They call the labor board. They call the ministry of labor. And they ask that question. And you would think, well, you know, if they would get the right answer because they're calling the ministry of labor, they're not, you know, calling some unknown body. And, and they could rely on that information. Well, you would think that, except that is not the case. And, and we've talked about this on the show before, and this is so unfortunate. The Ministry of Labor provides incorrect, or at the very least incomplete, information when it comes to severance, when it comes to losing your job, because the Ministry of Labor can only advise you about your minimum entitlements. The Ministry of Labor cannot advise and does not advise about your full entitlements. So you may find out from the Ministry of Labor that you're owed two weeks, except they don't tell you that's your minimum entitlements, and your full entitlements could be six months, eight months, ten months' pay, depending on a number of factors. So someone that doesn't understand that is going to rely on that advice and accept inadequate severance. I have spoken with literally hundreds of people over the years where because uh, in, in that situation where they contact the Ministry of Labor and now after that found out that guess what the advice that they got was wrong in the meantime they've accepted yeah. their severance and now they're stuck they can't do anything about it and think how upset uh, these people are so that is a mistake you cannot find or you cannot contact the Ministry of Labor when you lose your job you can co- you can contact them about overtime about vacation pay issues. About minimum wage issues, absolutely yes, but you cannot and should not ever, ever call them about losing your job because they can't help you, and in fact, that information is going to be misleading. So people, every day, John, when they lose their job, uh, accept pennies on the dollar because they got the wrong advice from the Ministry of Labor. Don't let that happen to you, please. That's why I've made it so easy for you to get that information, no strings attached with the severance pay calculator, so check that out. Do the right thing.
0: Yeah, and the worst part about that whole thing is opening a file with them then you can't go back if you if you think twice and and go to see someone like you about. It. That's that's the part that really stings, right?
1: But wait, it
0: gets worse. You're <laughs> right. That's
1: exactly yeah. right. So not only do you get the wrong information. If you go the next step and you say, "Okay, well, I'm going to file a complaint against my employer with the Ministry of Labor." And then you realize, "Oh, wait, wait a second. I'm actually owed a lot more than I uh, than I thought." Well, no, now you're too late. Now you can't withdraw that complaint. Now you're bound by that process. And you can only get your minimum entitlements, which could be uh, a tenth of what you're actually owed. So, no, you cannot, which is why I said cannot file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Don't even call them about losing your job. You don't like me, call another employment lawyer, but that's what you have to do. 416-870-6400,
0: Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell and one triple eight two two five talk. That number toll free tonight till around 10-2. Lots of time for you to call in, ask your questions, please too. Don't be, uh, don't be bashful. We don't bite. Promise. That's not cost extra. Uh, we're talking about the reasons why people accept pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance. They feel bound by the terms of that employment agreement, right?
1: So let me set the stage. Oftentimes, an employer may enter into an employment agreement with the employee that tries to limit the employee's severance. Employers are getting more uh, aware and sophisticated, and they realize, wait a second, severance costs us a lot of money. So they enter into an agreement when they hire the person that says, you know, if we ever let you go, we're going to give you less severance. We're going to maybe only give you the minimum entitlements. Well, and an employee then loses their job, and they, the employer pulls out the agreement and says, look what you signed five years ago. The employee may often think, oh, I guess I signed it, I'm stuck, I can't do anything about it, so I'm going to accept this package because, hey, it's my fault I signed that employment agreement. Well, again, not so fast. In many cases, maybe even most cases, an employment agreement that tries to limit a person's entitlements is actually not enforceable. Um, there's many reasons for that. One of them is the fact that it's not drafted properly. So most people, that, when they actually think that there's an employment agreement that limits their entitlements... That agreement, in fact, does not do it. So please, 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 don't ever assume that you have no choice but to accept the severance offer because of the fact that you have a, an employment agreement that limits you. That may not limit you. Before you accept, before you make any conclusion, call me. Let's talk about it. People every day make the wrong conclusions about their employment
0: agreement and accept pennies on the dollar. Get a hold of Lior and the team at the firm. It's one Two one fifty nine hundred help at employment hour dot com. Still have time to call us here on the air, though, and get your questions answered. Uh, in that regard, Harry, good evening. How are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good. I have a question for Lior. Sure. Um, I've been working at a company for thirteen years, and suddenly, um, this month of July, I've noticed uh, the company is cutting down on my hours, and I've noticed some. Some other problems in terms of not getting paid overtime. Can I um, treat that as a um, work violation in terms so, of like being not being paid for overtime and having your hours suddenly cut?
1: So in terms of the hours being cut, yeah. uh, Do I can I can I assume that in the past your hours have been fairly consistent?
3: They have, but i've noticed uh like um i've been there and now they're telling me they're going to put me down to rather than 40 hours a week i'm going to be down at 25.
1: wow Wow. that's that's a huge pay cut so so let me let me set the stage here let's let's talk about that first if a company changes your uh, hours of work in that the significant way, mm-hmm. they're breaching the terms of employment, which means okay. that could result in what we call a constructive dismissal. Okay. In other words, what that does is it gives you the option to say, I'm not going to accept that and if you're going to do it anyway, company, I'm going to leave and I'm going to make you pay me my severance. Okay. Now, One of the reasons why you want to do that, other than the obvious, that you don't want to continue making less money, is that if you uh, allow them to make that change, well, then you've given them the right to do it again in the future. So now they've reduced you to 25 hours a week. If you allow that to happen, nothing's going to stop them next month to reduce them to 15 hours a week. And at that point, you won't be able to do anything about it because you set that precedent. So that's number one. Number two is if they reduce your hours to 25 hours a week and then, let's say, a month later let you go, at that point, Mm -hmm. the severance that you get is calculated on the basis of the 25 hours instead of the 40 hours that you were making before, so you lose out on the severance as well. So that's why it makes sense to treat this change as a constructive dismissal. Now, with respect to overtime, if you've worked overtime and they owe you the overtime, they have to pay it. It's illegal not to. Okay. So I think you're in a situation right now that if yeah. if this was a one-time thing and it was a mistake and never happens again, you may say, okay, I'll, I'll forget about it. Okay. But if this now becomes the new new reality, you need to to deal with this, and and I think you'd want to treat this as a constructive dismissal, uh, and and leave with severance. Now, after 13 years, you could be easily looking at a year's pay, potentially more than that. Okay. So you have a very small window, Harry, to deal with this because if you continue working for too long, yeah. you're going to be considered to have accepted these uh, these changes, okay. and that becomes a big, big problem. Okay?
3: Yeah, because work um, has been slow, and they're telling me stories, and now they're finding that things have been um, been really slow, and I'm not happy with, with my hours. So I guess um, I feel my. some degree my rights have been violated
1: they absolutely have harry so I need you have to stand up for those right now that before you quit or do anything like that i want you to call me i want us to to have a more in-depth discussion i want to understand more about you about the company about your job and your compensation and then we have a plan of action going but remember there's a small window only to do something about this and that window is going to close very quickly unless you do something about it very quickly
0: Harry, appreciate your call. I'll give you that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to reach out to Leor. Help at employmenthour dot com as well. You still have time to call us here and ask your questions as well. It's just that simple. That's how it works. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell, and one triple eight two two five talk. That is toll free. Jay, next up. How are you, pal? Hi. Good evening. What's going on? Love your show, sir.
1: Thank you. Uh,
4: I have a question. I used to work in Alberta. In Edmonton, uh, for a company called Calgas, but I was working through a broker, and he owed me nine uh, thousand dollars. Mystery of I did approach the Ministry of Labour. They went to the court, and they got a judgment against this guy, and but they could not collect the money, so they gave them the, the the papers, court papers, to a collection company. And now I keep calling the collection company, but I get no response. I, I really, I don't know. And it's quite a bit of money. He owes me about $9,000. Yes.
1: Now, this is in Alberta, right? Yes, please. So y- your recourse at this point is to to sue uh, the uh, the company in uh, and, and small claims and get a judgment and, and enforce the that judgment. He What's that?
4: that? He, he's, he's closed that
5: company down.
1: Okay. So it may well be a situation where you're almost kind of chasing a ghost. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're owed money, but there has to be someone there that can pay the money. Right. Uh, otherwise, any judgment you have is just a piece of paper. Yeah, so exactly. at the end of the day, it almost sounds like uh, you know, th- th- there's no one there to pay it or, or that he's been able to figure out a way to hide money or hide assets. Uh, and you know, I-, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know anything about, about this company, but it does sound like you're chasing a bit of a
0: ghost there.
4: Could you give me your email and your phone number, please? Yeah, go sure,
0: ahead, Jay. John, no problem. It yep, yeah. it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, Jay one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and help at employmenthour.com. By the way, you want to check this uh, check this out as well Severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance should be. Uh, anytime. Pennies on the dollar happens all the time. Money flying out the window, not in the right direction when it comes to severance. The reasons people, when they're let go, they compare their severance to that of someone else that was let go. Can't do that.
1: No, you can't do that. And the reason why you can't do that is because people have different entitlements. Your entitlements yeah. are based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So unless your colleague who lost his job is the same age as you, Uh, has worked the same amount of time as you and has the exact same job as you, then you're gonna have different entitlements. So people compare offers and say, okay, well Bob was offered four weeks or they offered me four weeks, so that must be okay. No, no, no. First of all, Bob may potentially have been owed much more anyway, but the fact that someone was offered more or less has absolutely nothing to do with you. Your entitlements are unique. They're based on your specific circumstances, so you can't compare notes. You not not because you can't, because it provides very little value, yeah. and it can actually be misleading. I have spoken with some with people over the years that uh, uh, realized that said, "Well, everyone, you know, got this amount, or my colleague got this amount. So I assumed that's all I was owed as well. So I accepted it. Don't let that happen to you. Your entitlements are going to be different than." Uh, than other people's, uh, you have to get your own information. Go to severancepaycalculator.com because, again, once you sign that paper, once you accept it, you're done, it's too late to do anything about it.
0: 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Again, one That is the number. Keith, good evening. Hello there. How are you?
3: My question relates to the receiving of severance. Mm-hmm. Um, two quick questions. Number one, do you have to be unemployed to receive it? Suppose I find a job quickly. And number two, does it come in one lump sum or in payments?
1: Fantastic questions. Terrific questions. So the, the reality is if, if you find a job before you reach an agreement as to your severance uh, with, with your former employer, that can absolutely reduce the amount of severance that the company has to pay you. Because once you've been able to find another job, you've done what we call mitigated your damages. You've mitigated your losses. So because of that, yes, that may mean that the company uh, has to pay you less. So, uh, you know, it's always in your interest, if I'm gonna be very blunt, to resolve the severance issue as quickly as possible. Uh, And then, you know, essentially if you find another job after you've resolved the severance issue, then no problem, all is good. Now, as to your second question, uh, generally speaking, a company does have a right to choose to pay severance either as a lump sum payment or to pay it by way of uh, continued payment, what we call salary continuation. So they could do either one. Usually that's something that's negotiable. Uh, Some companies only do lump sums. Some some companies only do salary continuation. Many, many companies do both. Uh, So either way is essentially legal, but that is something that's negotiable, Keith.
3: Okay, so if they do the continuation, then I theoretically have to be unemployed for that period of time.
1: Well, if you agree to them with them that they would do continuation, uh, and and if you find a job, your severance gets reduced, and that's what happens. Now, are you talking about a specific situation, Keith, where you lost your job?
3: No, 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 no. Just uh, I've heard your talk many times, and it's just a question that
1: popped up. But many mm-hmm. times, Keith, when people come to me, they they've been offered salary continuation with a reduction if they find another job, and. When when I get involved, we negotiate uh, a lump sum payment. So the fact that the companies offer that doesn't mean that's what it's going to be at, at the end of the process. But but is it legal? Yes. But very often, in fact, in most cases, uh, we that's something we negotiate. Terrific. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Keith. Appreciate that. If you need to get a hold of the or for any more questions or information, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred help. At employmenthour.com, yeah, they, that quite often happens, right? You you know, you, you settle on an offer salary, um, salary continuation, then six months later, a few months later, you get a job, and they'll they'll give you what a percentage of the outstanding difference. If that's the
1: that's the agreement, if the agreement that you've signed with the company, the severance agreement, is that if you lose your job, they 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 cut you off, and that's all would happen. You would get half of anything outstanding. Right. But my preference always is is to get a lump sum payment so like that, that it doesn't get impacted if the person finds another job. And that is something that in every situation we negotiate and it's usually not that difficult to negotiate. Uh, again, one of many reasons, reason 1,455, why you really need to get some proper advice if you lose your
0: job. Well, it's funny, and in that regard, we you mentioned a lump sum, I know you've advised people as to, depending on what time of the year, whether that may be good or not good, depending on CRA, right? Yeah,
1: for sure, and, and you know, if you lose your job, let's say towards the end of the year, and they're going to pay you a lump sum payment, you may want to defer that into the new year nice. uh, and, and get it paid in the new year for tax reasons. So there's a number of things we can look at to try to minimize the tax impact legally, of course, and, and to try to keep as much money in the person's pocket as possible. That's
0: why they got to call you. We keep saying it. Uh, you still got some time here as well. 416 870 star 640 on cell one 225 talk We are talking about accepting pennies on the dollar when it comes to your severance and all the reasons why. This one's a big one as well. People generally think that it's, it's a difficult process, it's a long, drawn-out process, it's a costly process just to improve that severance, and it's really not.
1: Absolutely. So a lot of people believe that. In fact, they think, well, yeah, okay, maybe maybe you're right, or maybe I, I am owed more severance, but I'm sure it's going to be very difficult and expensive, and it's going to make me have to go to court, and I don't want that, so I'm just going to accept my severance. Yeah. In fact, John, I'm going to say that this is probably a top three reason why people accept inadequate severance because they're afraid and and they're concerned about the process that's involved in improving it. So let me set the record straight. When it comes to employment issues, when it comes certainly to severance issues, in the vast majority of cases, these issues are straightforward. They're simple. They resolve quickly, okay, and they resolve without having to go with anywhere near a courtroom. Uh, You know, I'm not going to lie. Going to court is not fun okay and it's it's something that uh, people should generally not want to do but here's the thing when employment disputes in most cases you don't need to not even close not anywhere near it so people that are afraid of the process are, are unfortunately afraid of something that they shouldn't be afraid of in many cases it's as simple as sending a letter and engaging the company in a negotiation negotiate back and forth and we're done it's it's that simple in most cases so please please don't make any assumptions and and at the very least let, let me talk about, about it and explain why it would be involved in your specific situation. If you don't want to pursue it, absolutely, that's your right. But you really have to understand that the process is not complicated, it's not long, it's not expensive, uh, and, and it's not something that's going to make you go to court. So please don't be afraid of the process. Your obligation when you lose your job is to make sure your family is taken care of, and one of the ways you do that is make sure that you get what the law says you should have from your former employer.
0: You bet. We'll take another call. we still got some time. Uh, Leslie, good evening. How are you?
4: I'm not bad. How about yourself?
0: Good. What's going on with you?
4: Uh, a friend of mine, um, we actually just spoke with, I guess his name's Clint. Yep. Um, I recently lost, well, got laid off. I was there for 13 years. Right. And the paperwork said basically said that if you don't sign sign this, then you only get entitled to three months, not the six months. <laughs> so because I live alone, um, I got this little only person here for income, that um, I'm more or less I had to sign it because I thought, what if I don't find a job within three months? And um, to go on unemployment, it's not feasible for me because I can't afford to be on unemployment, so I had to get another job. And apparently the information that he was told, Clinton was told that that I only got 50 cents on the dollar?
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I'm the one that gave him that information. And okay. <laughs> Leslie, unfortunately, that that, that, is, that is correct. Because really? someone in your situation after 13 years would easily have been looking at a year's pay, potentially more than a year's pay. Really? And what you, what you describe, uh, you know, we were talking about this on Monday show, is, is a classic pressure tactic, you know. We, we're going to offer you a lot less than you owe but if you don't accept that, we'll pay you even less than that. Think exactly. about it this way. If I owe you $100 and I say, well, you better accept $50 or else, well, you would mm-hmm. say, well, no, thank you, Lee, or I you need to pay me the $100 that you owe me it's the right. same thing here but so am I right Leslie that because of that pressure you ended up uh, signing
4: yes I had no other choice because I thought well if I only get three months and I can't afford to be in unemployment yeah. um, I thought well what do I do because like, you know it's tough trying to find a job with you know three months of course and, especially so, in the summer
1: I agree that the problem right. is and of course you would have had no way of knowing that no. is that uh, the matter would have resolved much sooner than three months it probably could have resolved within two or three weeks or so to get you the proper severance unfortunately i have bad news and that we can't get you out of out of the agreement that you signed you right. would have been known a lot more uh and, yeah. and i think the best i can say is that uh, this is a learning experience both for you and for others hopefully listening right now and they yeah. can hopefully learn from your situation right,
4: i right. wish
1: there was something leslie i could do for you but there really isn't unfortunately
4: Okay. Well, he said just to give a quick call, so I just want to find out. So.
1: Thanks, Leslie. Okay, thank you.
0: Appreciate again. that, Leslie. Moving forward, if I uh, you know you won't do that again, you'll definitely call Lior first if this ever uh, if ever comes down. comes to play 1-855-821-5900. That's Lior's number to get a hold of him and the rest of the team and to help at employmenthour.com. I think we have time to slide, uh, slide Chris in here. Hey, Chris, how are you? Is my phone working? So Is my phone not working? There we go. Hey, Chris, how are you, pal?
5: Hey, guys, how are you?
0: Good. What's going on with you?
5: Good. Thanks for taking my call. I just got a quick question. Um, I listen to your show all the time. But uh, so this I'm actually calling on behalf of my uh, sister-in-law. She works for a company. She's been there for about five years. And they recently told her that come this September, uh, her position is going to be terminated. Now, they did offer her severance. But what they said in order for her to receive her severance package, uh, she has to work until the end of September. And if she decides to leave the company before, um, uh, you know, before her September ends, she won't she won't get uh, her severance package. And I was just curious if that's
1: that's even allowed. So the answer, Chris, and it's a great question. The answer is that yes, it is allowed because oh, what they've okay. done is they've given her notice of termination. So what right. happens is if she leaves before that end date, then she's considered to be she's considered to have resigned. And if you resign, yeah. then you don't get you don't get severance. So yes, they're allowed to say that if you leave before your last day, then uh, you don't get anything. And and so I, what I would propose, though, that you do, is I want to make sure that what they're offering her come September is the right amount so i would have her give me a call because uh it's not just about resigning it's about making sure that she doesn't accept something for september that is less than what she's actually owed so if i can connect with her you want to connect her with me i can i can do that for her but in terms of your specific question if she leaves before then chris she forgoes any further severance
5: Okay, that's I I can't believe that, but I guess hey, if that's the way it is. It is. I actually told her about your severance pay calculator, so she I know she used that to, uh, and apparently the severance is actually uh, is is actually
1: pretty good. So okay, okay, Thanks, great. Guys, but she may want to double check. But but yeah. absolutely, I'm I'm glad that she used
0: it. Yeah, that's interesting. People think, you know, they they think the dollar amount right away, but then they think if it's, you know, if it's if it's continuance of your job, if you're, you know you got to work for six months, oh, well, I guess six months. That's all there is to it. No, there may be a little golden nugget at the end of it if they shortchanged you again, right?
1: Absolutely, there, there yeah. may well be a gold nugget or even more than that at the end, and in many cases there is. But 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 flows from that as I was telling Chris. Is that if you do leave before that last day, then in most cases, what, what you've done is you, you've you decided to forego the severance, you've resigned. So when a company gives notice, you shouldn't just leave, you should work till the end if you want to get your severance. If you don't care about the severance, then of course you can leave. Uh, otherwise, you you will lose that severance.
0: Can, is that something else you can negotiate, talking about you know pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance? Can you negotiate that if they've given you a year's working notice, which is not unheard of? Can you say, hey, how about seven months, and then you pay me the rest?
1: Absolutely. I've done yeah. this hundreds of times where you know if you're going to get a lot of notice, most people are not going to be happy with that. They're going to want to uh, get out of there sooner, so we can negotiate that. We can engage the company and say, listen, it's not feasible. The person's not going to want to stay here if they know they're losing their job. So let's have a quick, clean exit, uh, and, and many times it's very easy to, to negotiate uh, just that
0: one more time before we uh, we cut out of here for the evening, I want to remind you, severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, Lior made reference to it several times uh, tonight. Some good, some bad, but it's a reality. you got to use that thing if you want to find out exactly what's going on. Three basic pieces of information will tell you, tell you how much severance you are owed, what you are owed, your entitlements, not just some fictional number. It's what you are owed. So severancepaycalculator.com. There's a contact button on the bottom or it's completely anonymous. It's absolutely free. And phone number anytime to get a hold of Lior and the crew as well. One. 855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com. Back Monday, back Wednesday, back on the weekend shows, all of it. And of course, Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global TV and CTV. That is on your weekend mornings as well. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour on Global News Radio.